Andre Dawson, Hall of Famer from the Chicago Cubs, and you're listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast featuring everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman. Follow him on Twitter at Coach Manaman. This podcast is produced on Anchor, where you can record, edit, and publish all from your smartphone. You can find the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any other major podcast platforms. Stepping to the batter's box. Welcome back to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. For you new listeners across the river in East Dubuque, this is everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman. And I just want to give a plug here to our social media because since I announced that we were having this next guest on the air, we have had some new people follow our pages, but you can find us on Facebook and Instagram, Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast, and me on Twitter at Coach Manaman. This is a new one here, and this is actually a fan-requested episode. We started doing the Dubuque Schools last year, and I had numerous amounts of people reach out and say, this is great. Can you please do it for East Dubuque? We are joined by Brandon Tashner, and Brandon Tashner is entering his fourth year as the East Dubuque Warriors coach. And last year, East Dubuque did not play, so they have a 0-0 and record from last year. Coach, welcome to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. Tell the listeners about you. What was your coaching experience prior to East Dubuque? What was your playing experience like in high school? Did you play in college? And then we'll talk about your team. We'll talk about the guys that you have. Hey, I, uh, I appreciate it, Coach Manaman. Thanks for having me on. I think this is this is great for uh, you know great for the East Dubuque program, and and I hope I live up to the height of, hype of the uh, the listeners' request to have a have a podcast. So um, I'm uh, I grew up in Cuba City, Wisconsin. I, I grew up on a dairy farm, but a dairy farm my mom and dad still run today. I uh, I graduated from Cuba City High School in 2001, where I played for uh, uh, Coach Rick Spurley. Um, who I still keep in touch with today and, and has taught me a lot over the years. Um, you know, I, I moved on from uh, Cuba City. I went to NICC uh, for a couple of years. I obviously didn't play there and then uh, went to University of Dubuque, was going to was gonna try to make a run at it again and play. And it just, you know, sometimes when you step away for a couple of years, it's tough to get back in it. Uh, so, uh, you know, moved on from that and, uh, you know, just kind of, you know, grew up and, and, you know, settled down and got married and, you know, my wife, Mandy and our two boys, Brody and Callan. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, seven, seven, eight years ago, I'll be honest. I, uh, you know, I, I had a conversation with the East Dubuque head basketball coach and uh, Eric Miller and we chatted a little bit and, and I'll be honest, that's where I got into coaching. And I know that's basketball, but I've always had a love for baseball. I've coached youth baseball and I've always wanted to get to that next level. And, you know, for me and coaching the high school, uh, you know, coaching a high school program and an opportunity knocked on the door four years ago um, and, uh, you know, kind of pounced on it. I got it sooner than I thought. I thought it'd be a little while before there was an opening. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it worked. It worked. And my son was uh, my son was a uh, eighth grader at the time. Um, so, you know, that means a little something special to me, being able to go through four years of high school, have him as one of my players. 
Um, there, there's definitely no, uh, there's definitely no separation and there's no, uh, you know, putting them on a pedestal type thing there. Uh, trying to think of the word I want to think of there, but, um, you know, it's, it's been really good. So, um, I'm glad to be a part of it. I'm glad to get this program going. We've done some good things since I've been there. Um, you know, and it's trended in the right direction. So it's, uh, it's been fun. And, and, you know, if there's ever been a worse year, I don't know if we could beat last year and not having a season, but, you know, hey, here we are, 2021, that's behind us, and, and now it's time to move forward. The boys are hungry. The coaching staff is hungry after a year of not playing. Coming into this season, what are your expectations from this team? Uh, you know, we, always high expectations. Um, it doesn't matter if we're, uh, you know, in my eyes, if we've been a senior-laden team or if we've been a young team, you know, we always have high expectations. Uh, you know, and, and we want to compete at a high level. Um, last, uh, excuse me, not last season, in 2019, we finished second in conference. Um, you know, and obviously off of that team, we have two starters that come back <laughs> that were both freshmen at that time. Um, so they understand what it's like to play in some varsity, uh, varsity atmospheres. You know, they understand what it's like to be uh, playing in that regional type atmosphere. Um, so we want to compete, you know, those, those, uh, we have a, a solid, uh, a really good group of juniors. Um, and when I say a big group, I mean, I think there's 13, 13 juniors in the program. And, you know, they've played together from when they were seven and eight years old. Um, you know, so we're really expecting big things out of them. We have some seniors, a couple, you know, we have the seniors that are going to chip in. We got, you know, there's sophomores, there's freshmen. I mean, we're, we're you know, and I, it doesn't matter. To me, it doesn't matter if we bring you up as a freshman. You know, you have the same expectation as that senior does on the field. I'm not going to cut you any breaks. I'm not going to say, well, it's okay, you're a freshman. Um, you know, so if you've proved yourself and you have, uh, have earned that spot, that's, that's, what I, uh, that's what I expect out of you. So for as a team, you know, hey, I mean, we missed last year. And I'll be honest, last year would have helped out immensely. It would have helped us, uh, you know, for some of these young guys getting at bats and varsity, varsity games that they're not used to. I mean, you got to think about this. Uh, majority of this team, the last time they played was a JV baseball game two years ago. Um, so, you know, again, we've been working hard. We've been working hard in our off-season workouts. Uh, you know, big thank you to, uh, you know, Coach Mike Edmonds out at the K-Zone for allowing us to come out there and work in his facility. Um, you know, that's, that's proved to be uh, beneficial for us as we kind of prep into this, uh, prep into this season. So um, expectations are high as they are every year. And, uh you know, let's, let's go get it. I mean, now, we're ready. Now, Coach, you've been practicing for quite some time because we know that Illinois plays spring baseball. We know that you open up this week the recording date on this 421 of 2021. Give us a little bit of scouting report on the guys around the horn. So start us with your catcher, go to first base all the way around to third base. Who are potentially some of the guys that are going to get a crack early at the starting lineup, what position battles are going on, and tell us about the guys that are on that varsity squad. Uh, yeah, we'll, uh, you know, start behind the plate. Um, you know, he's a junior, Sam Huntington, uh, you know, big, strong kid. He's quick. Um, he's, he's really leading the charge behind the plate. Uh, you know, but I should say before I go into this too far, the way our rotation lays out, uh, we have, uh, I don't know if you could call them all utility guys, but we definitely move the chess pieces around depending on who's on the mound. And, you know, Sam, obviously, you know, he pitches for us also. 
So then we bring in another piece behind the plate. So, but, uh, you know, uh, for, uh, you know, opening day, um, you know, he's leading the charge at, you know, behind the plate. Um, Colin Sutter, who's a sophomore, you know, he's been, he's been making a run back there as well, working hard. And, and we had, uh, you know, Sam Bowman, another catcher, uh, who unfortunately, uh, with us in Illinois having football prior to, uh, baseball season. And when I say prior, like we've overlapped for the last three weeks of football and baseball, uh, you know, he fractured his fibula, uh, a couple weeks ago. So he gets, I think, rechecked at the doctor Monday, you know, man, we're, we're really crossing our fingers and hoping for the best, but you know, like we got to be honest too. I mean, a fractured fibula is probably not a, a two week turnaround. So, uh, hopefully he can get back into the mix. Uh, first base, uh, we had the Montague brothers, uh, Jonathan Montague, uh, who's a senior. Uh, he's definitely, uh, at the, at the leader. Uh, you know, he's in the lead on that spot. His brother, Ben Montague, uh, Evan Sertle, uh, he can play first base for us. He's going to slide over there. Uh, moving over to second base, um, you know, player, uh, player and fan favorite, uh, Kyle Quinn, who's a senior. Uh, he's in, uh, he's over there. Uh, Jackson Wiedemann, um, due to some injuries right now, Jackson's probably leading us, uh, leading the charge at second base. Um, you know, we have a sophomore in Parker Shireman that's been playing and, and showing some, showing some good things there. Uh, and, uh, you know, moving over, uh, and then there's a freshman, uh, Angel Reyes, who, uh, actually, uh, you know, he's, he's definitely, uh, he's definitely on that top of that leaderboard, but due to some injuries, he's going to slide over to shortstop. And, and lead us there right now um, with uh, another football player, Brevin Lee, who uh, broke his thumb a couple weeks ago. He is, I think, expected to get that cast off next week. So then now we just got to rework that strength. And, of course, it couldn't be his left hand. It had to be his right hand, his throwing hand. So we got to rework all those things. But uh, so Angel and, and Brevin at short and Evan. Uh, Evan can slide over there and play uh, third base. Um, Nolan Slat uh, at third base. Evan Sertle, Colin Sutter. You know, again, so you heard some names and you heard them kind of repeated there. Uh, depending on who's pitching, we move guys around and we practice that way. We move everybody around. We practice, uh, you know, with tonight's lineup. This is kind of what we're looking at. Now, if we go and, and, and Johnny Montag pitches, you know what? This is who's here and here and here. And we're going to practice as such. So the guys have been really good. Um, you know, so it's hard to quote unquote say we have a depth chart, but they know where they are. And there's some, some sophomore, uh, uh, you know, and freshmen that are, you know, biting at the bit and they, they want to be a part of this. Uh, they know we have an opportunity to do some great things. So, um, that kind of rounds out our infield. Um, you know, definitely. And, and if you were to ask me to, you know, if you were to put me on the spot and ask me who's starting in our, in our home or excuse me, in our opener, I'd probably tell you, I don't know. <laughs> we got another couple of practices left here to uh, fine tune some things and, and, uh, be ready to go. I'm not even announcing our, our opening day starter yet. Um, I think I'll probably do that, you know, at practice here, um, coming up, let the guys know and let them get excited. But, uh, so that's where we're at on the infield. I mean, we're excited about it. Um, you know, and then moving to the outfield, um, we, uh, uh, I should say too, Brevin Lee is one of those, uh, uh, starters that are back from his freshman year. He started at shortstop for us, uh, at, uh, at, at short, uh, his freshman year. Um, you know, and did a good job. Um, did a real good job. Uh, had a, uh, had an opener, I think, as a freshman. Uh, we played down in Warren Stockton. Uh, it was about 36 degrees, snowing and, uh, breezy. Um, I know they had a play in it too. We, he had a rough go there as we all did, but, uh, you know, he rebounded nicely. So, uh, he's back as a returning starter. Uh, and then sliding out to the outfield, 
Uh, Brody, uh, my son Brody Tashner, he's a uh, returning starter. He started as a as a freshman for us in center field that 2019 team. Um, so it, it's good to it's good to uh, have him back. And and I know they're uh, they they like to think it's pretty cool as returning starters. Uh, but you know what? Who I expect the most out of are those guys that come back. So, you know, the guys that I'm going to probably come down on the hardest are going to be those guys um, because they need to be leading this ship. Um, and then I'll be honest, you know, there's there's a couple spots in outfield, same thing right now, that we have no idea, you know, who we're going to put there opening night. You know, we're working through the pieces. We're, we're working through. Uh, we have about four or five guys in the mix. Um, and these next couple nights of practice are, you know, and I love it. I think it's great. They show up. They got to compete. You know, they don't just show up and say, oh, this is this is my spot. So, you know, it, we never think of that. So uh, Thomas May, Jake Rickey, uh, Sam Stewart, uh, Reed Kleesner, you know, Sam Bowman gets back off of the uh, injured reserve. You know, he's out in that mix. Um, and then other outfielders that we're, we're working on and that are showing some great improvement, um, Josh Ballantyne, Trevin Lowe, uh, Aiden Miller coming off of a football injury, Aiden, Andy Montag uh, as well. So um, we have plenty of depth, I think, uh, there's 29 players in the program. Um, 20 of them are uh, slated to dress varsity, possibly 22. You know, so I, I love the competition. Bring it on, and, and it's only going to make us better in the end. So uh, that's uh, that's where we're at. And that outfield rotation, I'll be honest, is the same. You know, when somebody's pitching, that that outfield rotation moves around a little bit. So you know, here we go. <laughs> Welcome to being a head coach. <laughs> And Coach Tashner just said that he was not going to name the opening day starter on the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. I think he just does not want to tip his hand because he knows the opening day opponents are probably listening to this. But you've mentioned some of the guys. Uh, Tell us a little bit about your staff. Who are some of the the conference starters, the the front-of-the-line guys? And then how does the rest of your rotation shape up? And if you could... Maybe tell us where they're sitting velocity-wise, what kind of pitches they might throw, anything that you might be able to tell us about them. If we go watch a game, we know what to expect. Yeah, well, uh, you know, first of all, we uh, we don't really name an ace, uh, so to speak. I always tell them, you know, whoever's on the mound today, you're a ace. That's why you're on the mound, you know. So um, shaping up right now, you know, I, I, I uh, Brevin Lee was definitely – um, making real good strides for that, uh, you know, first conference kind of a start, if you will. Him out of the mix now with that broken thumb. We got to get, you know, we got to get, uh, you know, get other things kind of relined. Like I said, he'll be back and it'll be good. Um, those conference, uh, those conference guys are really leaning towards, uh, you know, Brody Tashner, Sam Huntington, uh, Angel Reyes, uh, Brevin Lee, Evan Sertle, um, you know, and, and Jonathan Montag are definitely, you know, probably those top, uh, you know, that's probably top six in our rotation right there. Um, now, once these guys get going, you know, we'll be able to really get some innings out of them. Um, you know, I, uh, Sam Huntington, is, is, he's probably our hardest throwing. Uh, he's our hardest throwing guy. He kind of hovers, hovers around that 80, you know, 81, 83 um, pretty consistently. He can ramp it back and get a touch higher. Um, you know, got a nice changeup to mix with it. Uh, Brevin Lee's got a really nice changeup that uh, – that kind of kind of fools you know players uh, hitters and then he's got that fastball that jumps on you uh, with some movement in that curveball those three pitches I mean we're we're pretty straight run of the mill you know fastball curveball changeup kind of guys um, but we really work spots we really work uh, you know situational hitting type stuff how we don't want to put it out over the plate you know work the corners and work high low and 
And uh, I always tell them, and they look at me kind of funny, but, you know, you grow up and people tell you throw it over the plate and throw a strike. Well, there's all kinds of pitches that are way better than that pitch that's right down the middle of the plate. Um, and we're really working on that. So when we have guys that are throwing fastballs that move away from a right-hander, uh, you know, or, or move into a left-hander, um, curveballs that bounce a couple feet short, but, man, they drop off a table. I mean, some are all great pitches, if you ask me. Uh, we don't need one over the plate that ends up 400, you know, 380 feet away. So um, those are definitely guys. Other guys that are in the mix, uh, Reed Kleesner, Andy Montag, you know, they're going to get they're going to get some time on the mound. Um, gets us about eight real solid pitchers. Uh, we can bring up. We have a couple of sophomores in the mix that once we get going, if we need, uh, we'll bring them up. They obviously have to, you know, take care of their JV games and, and get their innings. Uh, we have that pitch count in Illinois. Um, so we have to really watch that uh, and just make sure because it goes off of how many pitches and then your day's rest and so on and so forth. So um, there's kind of a breakdown that we kind of watch. But uh, here out of the gate, you know, that first week, I know we'll be really watching uh, uh, pitch counts and it'll be 50, 60 pitches and, you know, we'll get another guy in. So um, that's, uh, you know, we got a pretty strong eight. Um, and uh, we're, like I said, we're excited. I don't know too many teams that, you know, the difference between conference and non-conference, I get it. You know, we want to put the, the, the best guys on the mound for conference and obviously take care of that business first. But I, any given day, I, I wouldn't be too hesitant to tap on any one of these guys. You know, they can go get it done. They, they have the confidence, and that's why we don't name an ace. Hey, if I tap it, you're on the mound that day, you're our ace, man. Go get it. So, Tell us about your seniors. Yeah. Who are the senior leaders? Seniors, uh, you know, we're going to lead on them for, uh, you know, all of our leadership. Um, you know, we have five seniors on the team this year. Um, we don't really name captains. Um, I just never have been one to, to, to name captains. I mean, if they say, hey, we need to talk to somebody at home plate, that's fine. One of the seniors can run up. But, uh, you know, obviously, like I said, a player favorite. Uh, I, I think if we were to uh, vote on, on captains, uh, I'd honestly, uh, I think they'd vote Kyle Quinn. Um, he just, you know, he wanted them kids that, you know, just just puts a smile. You know, he brings he brings a smile to the team. He brings a little little motivation to the team. He gets on guys. Uh, he's not the uh, he's not the tallest player on our team by any means, but he will uh, he'll make sure he's heard. So, uh, you know, Kyle Quinn, Reed Kleesner, uh, one of our vocal vocal leaders, uh, uh, Jonathan Montag. Uh, I like to call him more of our uh, uh, you know silent leader. He just goes out and gets the job done. Um, and then, you know, we have Aiden Miller and Nolan Slatt that round out our bars, our, excuse me, our senior, our senior crew. So it's, uh, you know, and I should touch on this year's seniors too. Like you said, uh, this is my fourth season. Uh, this is my group I started with as freshmen. Um, Jonathan Montag's been in a varsity uniform with me and now this is his fourth year. So, uh, you know, it'd be really fun to do some things for these guys and, and let them, you know, let them get some championships and let them do, like I said, it's, it's one of them things, uh, they've been with me since the beginning. So. It uh, is both a fun year, and it'd probably be a little little sentiment at the end of the year, as this is my first my first group through. But um, so those are our uh, we got the five the five seniors. Coach, I do want to ask you about a couple things, but you uh, have done something that people rarely do on the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. You've made me speechless because you've answered a lot of my questions and a lot of my follow-up questions, but I want the <laughs> players and the parents and the people in the East, East Dubuque community to do me a favor. I, I follow the East Dubuque Warriors on Twitter, and I got to tell you, Coach Tashner, he puts a lot of time in on the field. So 
take Coach Tashnert's aside someday here after you hear this and, and tell him thank you for all the hard work he puts in. I know what that field used to look like 20-some years ago when I played on it, and the pictures <laughs> that I've seen recently of the mound, the net backstop, the edging, he's put in a lot of time. And I think players and parents and families don't realize that the amount of coaching that coaches actually do is probably 10 to 20 percent and then 80 percent of it is administrative stuff field work lining up umpires lining up buses checking grades so make sure you take the opportunity to thank him tell us about um, your opening day when is the first game when is your home opener? And I love the schedule released. I want to talk about, I believe it is that May 31st game against Wallert High School. How did that come about? Yeah, we, uh, uh, well, we'll start at the beginning here. Um, Monday, uh, m- Monday, April 26th. Uh, Monday, April 26th is our opener. Um, that's down at Dakota. And uh, I have a number here for you. And you can guess, you can make this a stat of the day if you want. You can make this a number. Our last game the EC Duke Warriors played was May 15th of 2019. We, we lost in the regional semifinals to River Ridge. Uh, our home opener, on, or excuse me, our, our opener on April 26th of 2021, it'll be, uh, that'll be 712 days since the Warriors have played, since the Warriors have put on their uniforms and went to play. Um, so you talk about a day that can't come fast enough. Um, but we're, uh, but we're excited. So we traveled down to Dakota for our season opener on April 26th. And then we turn around on Wednesday, May, or excuse me, April 28th. And we are, uh, we're right. We're at home. We're our home opener where we, uh, where we can use that field that we've been working on. So, so much. And I, and I certainly appreciate it. And I can't take all the credit, you know, that, that brings back, you know, I've had a couple parents come up and help me. Players have helped, uh, JNR rental, uh, Rob Urshan at JNR rental has been fantastic. Anytime we say, Hey, can I borrow this? I borrow that. Yep, just fill it up and you bring it back. You know, he's been more than helpful. So I uh, I can't take all the credit for that, but I, I certainly appreciate that. So our home opener on April 28th uh, against Sterling Newman. Uh, they're always a they're always a powerhouse in the in the you know one A two A depending on where they're at. Um, and uh, you know we're looking forward to that. And then uh, well we uh, like you uh, being on Twitter. Um, you know, I obviously follow Waller baseball on Twitter and, and, uh, coach Tish had put on their, um, or whoever runs their, uh, Twitter page. I saw that they were looking for, you know, their, I believe it was their 40th game. And the only reason it's possible is, well, the way COVID laid out this year and has delayed everything. Um, the only way it's possible is that, that we play them is that our season got backed up. So that's actually, I think, uh, you'd have to check with coach Tisher, but, uh, I think that's their like second or third game maybe. So we get them right out of the gate and that's actually our second to last game. We start playoffs that next week. So, you know what? I mean, I've gotten a lot of questions about that game. I've gotten a lot of comments about that game. Um, I think it'll be fun. I think obviously I reminded coach Tish that we're just a small one, a school over here in Illinois and, and they're a little larger than us. So don't forget, but regardless, uh, like I talked about, you know, some of our kids when they were playing youth baseball, um, they played with all those kids. You know, we played against Savory, you know, when we were down in the independent league as the Warriors, Little Warriors, and, you know, we played, uh, Tommy Specht actually, we played against, uh, and he played on part of our, uh, tournament team we had and used to do a couple times. I mean, so, 
Um, and I know there's other kids over there as well. Um, you know, that, that play that these boys have played with, and it'll be exciting. It'll be fun. You know, let those guys play, uh, play against each other. You could then turn around and say, uh, you know, you played against Tommy Speck, who went, went on to play at Kentucky and, and bigger and better things after that. And I know all those other guys are working hard too. So it'll be fun. Um, you know, we, we, we share a uh, mutual, uh, public announcer, public address announcer and, uh, Marv Mueller. Uh, so I told him it's a home field advantage. You will wear your warrior hat that day. Uh, there is no, uh, no, uh, Waller stuff in the press box. Um, but he's, he's looking forward to it. It's a, it's a Monday, you know, it's Memorial day, Monday. Um, you know, what better way, you know, now if we just get the weather to line up, what better way to spend the afternoon and, and have a fun, you know, have a fun game like that. So it, uh, it, it all, it all grew up on Twitter called, uh, called coach Tish and about two or three days later it was done. I have named that game the Battle of the Border. It's not original at all, but I thought that was a cool name. But coach, you brought up something. Like you brought up something really good that they're bigger than you, uh, school wise, and they might play in a higher level conference. But the only way to get better and to truly judge how you and your team is is to play against the best, and that would that will be a good. Uh, tournament prep game for you guys I'm, I'm really looking forward to that game so kudos to uh everybody that that made that happen when i played at hempstead it used to be like that we always used to play galena at the end of their season and at the start of our season at hempstead and that was that was a fun tune-up game for them and then a fun game for us to play a varsity and a jv game now coach if you had to pinpoint your team's greatest strength, what do you think it would be? And then right now, out of the gate, what do you think your team needs to improve on most? Listening to you, I think the improvement that needs to be made is you just need to get guys healthy. But in your opinion, biggest yeah. strength, biggest weakness. Yeah, yeah. yeah we uh, – that absolutely you know get these guys healthy first i mean we have one more football game left and i'm i'm probably gonna hold my breath friday night while they play that game just to get the rest of these guys healthy but um you know right out of the gate uh you know and, and it's the way we practice too but uh we're gonna be i think defensively we're gonna be very sound uh yes there's gonna be errors we all know that shoot i watched a major league game the other night and uh you know they threw the ball around the horn and, and had two errors on a play and a guy scored so you know, we all know errors are going to happen. It's how you respond from them, and we, you know, make sure we minimize them. Uh, but defensively, we're going to be sound. We're going to be very good defensively. And then, you know, a part of that is because we're going to be fast. Uh, you know, we have guys running, um, you know, running down the base paths and tracking balls down and getting to spots like I haven't seen. And it's not just one or two. We have about five or six that, you know, so we're going to play to those strengths. We're going to do things that, you know, allow fast people, fast base runners to, to get around the bases. So, and then as we talked earlier, um, you know, pitching, I think pitching will be a strength because we're so deep, you know, we'll be able to throw two or three starters in a game, uh, you know, come out of the bullpen as relievers uh, because we're so, you know, because we're so deep. Um, that's one thing we don't do. I mean, I know you asked me earlier and I, I didn't really answer it, but you know, starters and bullpen guys are all kind of the same. You know, if you're available, you come out of the bullpen that day. There's not, we don't have just specific starters there. So, I mean, pitching wise, I think that'll work, you know, we'll be deep. Um, and then we can go and we can hit a K zone and we can hit in the cages and, and we can work on everything we want to work on, but nothing replaces in game uh, situations and hitting, 
um, and, and seeing live balls come out of, you know, fastballs, curveballs and picking up spin and seeing them come out of pitcher's hands. So, uh, you know, if we, if we got to that point yet, but definitely our weakness out of the gate, you know, we got, you know, it's going to be our, our, you know, definitely hitting and power hitting and things of that nature. But, um, I think we'll put some pressure on people with the, the speed we have. So hopefully that'll cover that up for a little bit while we, while we get back to game, you know, game status. So. I would like to thank Coach Brandon Tashner of the East Dubuque Warriors for joining us on the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. Last question before we hit into that podcast killing double play actually came in from a listener, and he wanted all of the local coaches to answer this question because he thought that it was an interesting question, and he wanted to get the coaches a little bit more background on them. First question, it's a three-parter. Why did you get into coaching? What keeps you in coaching? And when you decide to hang up those turf shoes and put the fungo down, what do you want your legacy to be at East Dubuque High School? Well, I got into coaching. You know, like I said, I, I, the impact that my baseball coach made on me in high school, Coach Rick Spurley, you know, I still talk to him to this day. I see him, uh, him and his wife live in Cuba City yet. Uh, and I see him and, and, you know, those are things that, you know, I guess, uh, you know, I kind of wanted, you know, you, you make an impact on somebody like that, that they come back, it, it, talk to you when they see it, it, you know, I think it's great, you know, so to get into that, I mean, I love baseball um, and I wanted to be a part and, and try to be a part of something special and grow and build a program, um, you know, and the kids, the kids, the, the faces on the kids after big wins, um, you know, picking kids up after a loss, uh, whatever it may be. I mean, those, that brings me back. Um, you know, every year, um, you want to get better. Uh, these kids, uh, I, or, you know, I think I read somewhere it takes you three years to start to build a program. This would technically be my third year since I lost last year. Um, and kids are really buying in. Um, you know, when I started the program, there was 18 kids in the total freshmen through seniors this year. There's 29, like I said. So, uh, that, that definitely, you know, it brings you back. Kids keep coming back and, and, you know, you, you want to start, uh, you started something. Now you want to finish it, you know, and how we're going to finish that, that's yet to be, to be seen. But, um, you know, and, and like I told you in our, our little pregame talk, uh, that's something I never think about, you know, what, what do I want this legacy to be when I leave? I mean, I, I, you know, I've never really thought about it before. And, and quite honestly, the moment or the day that it becomes about me, uh, versus about the players and about what the kids do. You know, I might have to might have to step aside, but um, I've been blessed with great kids uh, coming from great families, um, you know, and I just want to extend and be a teacher in the, you know, extended teacher from the classroom and from the home and, you know, teach her to work hard and be responsible um, on and off the field. Um, you know, and those things don't stop after high school. They don't stop after you get out of the class for the day. You know, it doesn't matter what you go on to do, whether it's college or trade school, your career, your family, um, you know, Go work hard at it. Be great at it. Um, you know, if kids leave this program and, and they, uh, they go on to be great young men and husbands, uh, and fathers and, you know, community members and they look back and they say, you know, that's something that coach Dasher told, you know, he said, work hard to do this. Then boom, I made my mark. There's nothing else I need to do. Um, you know, I, uh, you know, for that reason alone, I mean, if we pick up some wins along the way and championships, then obviously, you know, fantastic. Um, but you know, just want to continue to develop these kids. Um, and, uh, it, it I kind of, I kind of got myself, I know this is my fourth year, 
but I found a you know fantastic quote um, from Derek Jeter, and it, it really goes fitting with COVID, and it's things that we've talked about this year. Um, and I have it at the top of my practice plans and the top of you know anything I hand out. But the last thing you want to look back on is to look back and wish you had worked and played harder, you know, worked or played harder. Um, I mean, I look at the career Derek Jeter's had. So you know, if he can say that, and those are things, you know, that that just ties right into what we're trying to do. Um, and, and, you know, move on from high school and whether you play or don't play after at the next level, you know, go be, go be great people, do great things, which, which I, all of them are going to do. So, um, yeah, I think that's it. Best of luck to the East Dubuque Warriors, 6-4-3. We're out of here. Postgame show is brought to you by Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. Thank you for listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. You can find us on social media, Facebook and Instagram by searching Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. And you can follow me on Twitter at Coach Manaman. Go to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, find us on Spotify, and subscribe. <laughs>